All right, welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumbler full of Hendrix, got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. I'm going to be honest, I, I was not going to talk about this today. But while I was getting ready to go to work out this morning, I, I saw the news and I saw that Major League Baseball pulled their product out of the state of Georgia. The All-Star Game, which was slated to be in Georgia, is no longer. And the reason why they decided to cut ties with Georgia this year is because Georgia isn't even trying to hide the fact that they are going to bring back 1950s Jim Crow-level shit in regards to their voting policies. Now, here's the thing about what Georgia did, and then I'll get back on track. Like Trump, remember January the 6th? Of course you do. How the fuck could we forget it? If you want to jerk Trump off, you can fine-tooth comb that speech, and you can find just enough pleasant Easter eggs to convince yourself that he did not incite that riot. Now, it is a fact that he said on January the 6th, let's peacefully march down Pennsylvania Avenue. He 100% said that. Now, again, if you're looking to jerk him off, that's all you needed to hear. And you can either focus on the fact on January the 6th, he said, never mind all the other fucked up shit he said during that speech. You can focus, and that's why he threw that bait out there. You can focus on the fact that he said, let's peacefully march. Or you can focus on the four and a half years of violent rhetoric he chummed the waters with. He did that is exactly what an emotional manipulator does. Same thing with this voting act. You can find just enough pleasant Easter eggs to wait. Well, what well, seems to be the problem? The problem is it targets a certain portion of the population. Take a guess which population it's going to affect. Now, standing in line for eight hours to do your civic duty, to do what's constitutionally protected. Okay, that right there is fucked up, right there. Eight hours to vote, give me a break. But to say now you can't even be handed a glass of water? Come on, man. What the fuck do you think? But back on point, that's exactly why Major League Baseball pulled their product. And you can sit here and tell me how it's not racist, guess what? You can continue to assert that you're right, but you're going to miss the fact that you're wrong. That's why Major League Baseball pulled their product. All you capitalists out there should be jerking off all over yourselves, right? The free market just made a decision. Major League Baseball decided that Georgia no longer walked the moral path that represents their company the best, so they decided to cut ties. That's exactly how capitalism works. Right, remember fucking Josh Hawley's monkey ass after the insurrection? He got on Fox News. You know Fox, the, the ones who start off every newscast by saying America's most watched, 
and most trusted source of information. After that insurrection, Josh Hawley lost his book deal, remember? So he gets on Fox News in front of 25 million people and says, I'm being censored. Hey, fuckface, when you're telling 25 million people that you don't have a voice, you're kind of contradicting yourself. Simon Schuster made a capitalistic bait, uh, capital, uh, I can't even talk. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. They made a decision to not do business with you because you don't represent their company in the appropriate manner. That's 100% their choice. That's the capitalism that you guys keep jerking off about. That's exactly what Major League Baseball did. They didn't want to walk hand in hand with Georgia because Georgia isn't even trying to whisper that they're racist. Now, here's the thing. So I saw it on the news, so of course, you know, you get, a, get on the old L computer door and you sit here and you listen to people and the, all the Colin Kaepernick shit from five years ago was starting to come back. Actually, it never left. Now it's just wrapped in a different package. Why is Papa staring at me? Hey, Papa. But it's the old Laura Ingram type shit of shut up and dribble. Why can't you do the job that you're being paid to do? That is some bullshit. And the point of today is that platforms, social messages, and athletics and entertainment have walked hand in hand since there have been platforms, entertainment, and athletics. This is nothing new. This is absolutely Nothing new. I did not know this until this morning. LeBron James has financial stake in the Atlanta Braves. He is going to lose money off of the All-Star game not being played in Georgia. And even LeBron James said, this is the right thing to do. Right? That old stupid crowd of the, what is it? Stay woke, go broke bullshit. First and foremost, fuck you. Honestly and truly, seriously. And here's the thing. It's kind of like when it, when I first started on Twitter, uh, retweeting the videos of some racist asshole getting choke slammed, and I people would kick back with the whole, "Well, if you did that to me, I'd put you in jail. That person's gonna go to jail." Well, here's the thing. You're threatening me with what you are afraid of. You don't think I know that? Do you think the people on those videos don't know that? We are 100% aware what the possible outcome could be. And like I said on Twitter, I'm just afraid for my life. Well, Robert, it's only a word. Then you don't have the same relationship with it. Save your fucking information. Same thing here, right? People are laughing like, ha ha, stupid athletes are losing money. Hey, asshole, you are projecting your fears on them. You don't think these men and women know that taking a knee is controversial, you don't think they're aware that if they take a certain stance, they can lose fans, sales? They know that, dumbass. You are projecting your fears upon their movement and they don't give a shit. But the whole, you know, why can't you shut up? Why, why must athletes get involved in social issues? And like I said, fuckface, they have been. And I said this last year on Twitter. I'm going to say it now on my podcast. If you are bellyaching now 
You are simply showing the social issues that you don't give a damn about. Again, here, how about this? Your next door neighbor, what do you know about that fucker? Now, some of you, y'all are the best fucking friends and fine, great. <laughs> what do you know about your neighbors? What do they do for a living? Where are they from? How long they've been married? What do you really know about your neighbors? Now, if your neighbor stands up and says, I don't think we should shoot black people in the face, you'll probably agree with that message. I hope you would. Call me crazy. I think it's a good message. But how many people are going to hear your next door neighbor say that? Now, you don't have to be a sports fan. Matter of fact, you could hate sports. Everyone knows who Michael Jordan is. You may not know all his stats, but you know the name Michael Jordan, don't you? You know the name LeBron James. You now know the name Colin Kaepernick. They have a platform that your neighbor doesn't. All platforms that are that big are used to push a social agenda. It's just a matter of, do you like that social agenda or not? Hold on, how did I go 10 minutes almost without hitting a little bit of this Hendrix? You know what time it is. Hold on. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Celebrities in general, be them actors, athletes, singer, whatever, have always used their platforms to further a social message. Again, it's simply a matter of which ones do you not agree with? Now, let's take Tim fucking Tebow. I like Tim Tebow. I really do. His, his religious stance has been way overblown. I tried to hate him in the beginning. Like, ah, Tim Tebow. Is that a flower over there? My, my, my anger hard on for Tim Tebow, I just couldn't keep it up. So I had to sit here and like, well, why am I jumping on this hate Tim Tebow bandwagon? And you know what? I couldn't find the fucking reason. Yes, Tim Tebow is a Christian. No, he is actually not as obnoxious about it as people make him out to be. Now, I remember when, oh, here comes a belt. Got to be more careful. I remember when, you know, Tim Tebow popularity was at an all-time high. And I can't remember the reporter's name. I'm looking right at him, but he writes for ESPN. And he goes into the locker room to do a story about Tim Tebow when he was a uh, Denver Bronco. And without knowing, he, he goes in and he looks for basically the football locker room version of the fucking Vatican. Thought there'd be religious imagery everywhere, like a 70-foot cross hanging out, you know, the virgin statue, all that. And so he sees one that's kind of decked out like that. And he goes and sits in the locker waiting for Tim Tebow to show up. Dude shows up. is like someone else shows up. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, well, I'm waiting on Tim Tebow. Well, Tim's over there. It, it wasn't even his locker. And the reporter said Tim Tebow's locker was the equivalent of a messy 10-year-old boy's bedroom. Shoe boxes, 5,000 hats, it stunk like shit. There was like one cross in there. Again, the, the Tim Tebow, the magnitude of how much he puts his Christianity in people's face has been way overblown. I like Tim Tebow. I would have a dinner with him. I don't know if he drinks. <laughs> I'd have a drink with Tim Tebow, absolutely. 
I also remember when uh, they announced Tim Tebow was launching an ad, a commercial that was going to be aired. And it was going to actually be aired during a fucking football game, right? Keep your politics out of my bed. Shut the fuck up. And it was a pro-life slash pro-force birth. It was a pro-life commercial. Now, I, I had my heart on set. But, ah, god damn it. He's going to go. Oh, you're going to use horrible words like you're going to go to hell. You're murdering babies. It was nothing like that. They never even used the words abortion. I don't think they even used the words pro-life. There was a lady, if I remember the whole thing correctly, and she was simply telling you a story. Apparently, there was a pregnancy that wasn't planned. And for this person, it wasn't even a thought. There's like, okay, you know what? This is what happened. I'm going to carry this pregnancy. Bam, bam. And she just told this beautiful story. And then out of nowhere, you see Tim Tebow, all 6'3", 250, muscly, handsome. Yes, he is. Don't, don't try and front. And he comes up, and you realize she just told the story of how Tim Tebow came to be. And Tim Tebow comes up. He hugs his mom. He kisses her on the cheek. And all he says is, thanks, mom. Something that I would do, right? It, it, they never once wag their fingers at you. It, it was actually a very touching commercial. I'm not pro-forced birth. I'm 100% pro-choice. But I actually didn't have the problem with that commercial. And at the apex of his popularity, remember T-Boeing? Yeah, every time, before games, he'd get on a knee, put his hand on his uh fist like the thinking man statue and he would pray before the game what did it what did he do after every touchdown exact same thing what did we call it t-bowing it became like a fucking social media thing to do right uh the the emergency room surgeon just cranked out a 12-hour surgery saved two people's lives and then that person would go out in the hallway and t-bow and post it on their instagram or facebook Right? It, it, it became the thing to do. Every single time his monkey ass took the field, they took a picture of his eye black. What was on his eye black? A Bible verse. Tim Tebow brought his social issues to the playing field. Now, for all of you who know people who sat there, oh, I'm not watching football. They're kneeling, they're disrespecting the flag. How many of those fuckers said, you know what? I, I can't watch football anymore. This is my escape, Robert. I, you know what? Why must Tim Tebow shove his issues into my face? I just want to, why don't you shut up and play the sport I'm paying you to play? How many of your friends said that? Let me answer that fucking question. Not a single one. Every person who's blowing up over Major League Baseball and their employees speaking out against racism, Tim Tebow, uh, fucking Tim Tebow, LeBron James, Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed, all these, how many of them spoke out against Tim Tebow? Not a single fucking person. You want to know why? They like his politics. They, they love his social stance. Again, if you are bellyaching now, you are simply showing the social issues you don't give a damn about. What about Rush Limbaugh's monkey ass? Rush Limbaugh got arguably, in terms of sports broadcasting, 
got one of the most highly treasured positions out there. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm not making this up. This is a fact. Monday Night Football is the longest-running television show in America. The theme song, Heavy Action, right? Da-da-da-da, pa-pa, Da-da-da-da, pa-pa, pa-pa. That is one of the most fucking highly recognized theme songs there is. I did it no justice. I sing about as well as I fucking run long distance, which is not at all. You pretty much have to slit your mother's throat to even get on the list to host that show. And Rush Limbaugh's bloated racist ass sat himself on that stage. Now, let me tell you something. Rush Limbaugh, I shit out and flush down more athleticism every day than that sack of shit will ever have in his entire life. Had in his entire life. Fuck Rush Limbaugh. He's never coached. He's never played. He's never studied the game. He sat, ate nachos, drank beer, and did what every other fucking sideline know-it-all does. Well, if I was the coach or what I would have done, shut the fuck up. You don't know because you've never played. You have zero experience. How did that sack of shit get on Monday Night Football? Now, before some of y'all pop off, because I've had people tell me this, it's like, well, Robert, he didn't bring his politics to, you know, shut the fuck up. Rush Limbaugh is harsh conservatism. His voice was so powerful amongst the bigoted, the racist, that you cannot separate the man from the movement. Sorry, you can't. If I told you that Martin Luther King was actually an expert level baker, who gives a shit? Martin Luther King has been, is now, and will forever be known and linked to the civil rights movement. You cannot separate the movement from the man. Rush Limbaugh is so violently and emotionally disgusting, you cannot separate the movement from the man. I'm not even going to go down the laundry list, the cavalcade, the bullshit that he has said. He, he represents the worst this country has to offer. Now, in a desperate attempt to keep my blood pressure down, I'm not going to repeat the shit that he has said over the years. But it's so disgusting. And this is how I know you already agree with me. If your kid got caught saying a fraction of the stuff Rush Limbaugh did, you'd beat the shit out of your kid. And if you did it, we'd call you a lousy parent. You want to know why? Because you would be. He was a hate-filled bigot, and this country made him rich for it. Rich for it. Called a college girl a slut because she thinks insurance should cover birth control pills. Now, if your dick can't get hard, hey, Blue Cross Blue Shield to the rescue. They'll cut you know some money off your Viagra cost. A woman wants to get birth control for whatever the fuck reason she wants to get it. That's her business. And insurance didn't cover hers. What did Rush say? We're paying for her to have sex. That makes her a slut. Hey, if I'm going to pay for you to have sex, you should cut a video. You should post it. 
And before any of you, oh, it wasn't that bad. If someone said that about your daughter, and if you say you wouldn't do anything, congratulations, you're a lousy parent. Fuck you. Rush Limbaugh, did, he earned that Monday night announcing spot about as much as I have earned a spot on a thoracic surgery team. Chris Carter, Michael Irvin, Steve Young, Boomer, the boom. <laughs> Fuck me. Even when I played, you knew you made it when boomers gave you a nickname, right? Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Mike, you're in good hands, all stop. That's half the reason why you worked hard, because you wanted Chris Berman to give you a nickname. <laughs> Did I leave anybody out? Did I say Tom Jackson, Michael Irvin, Steve Young, Chris Carter? Every single last person that I name wears a gold jacket. And if you don't know what that means, that means they are a Hall of Fame football players. The best the game has ever seen. And then you got Rush Limbaugh's monkey ass in the back. What did he do to earn that spot? I'll tell you, not a goddamn thing. And he is the face of harsh conservatism. Now, after way too long, as far as I'm concerned, Rush Limbaugh popped off and said, the only reason why Donovan McNabb is a starting quarterback in the NFL is because he's black. Let me break that down for y'all. That's bullshit. And let me tell you why that's bullshit. You cannot have a legitimate discussion about the best quarterbacks to play in the 1990s without talking about Donovan McNabb. That's not up for debate. He may not be the best, but he was definitely on the top fucking 10. And let me tell you something else about the uh, National Football League. It is one of the most non-sentimental businesses you've ever seen. No one is investing $30 million over five years for a player just because they think he's a swell guy. That's what they gave Donovan McNabb. And Rush got his monkey ass up there and said it's because he was black. They fired him, finally. But he shouldn't have been there in the first place. Now, again, I ask you, and before I ask you, let's hear a little bit of this Hendrix. Hold on. Mmm. Delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. So again, I have to ask y'all, of all your friends who sat there and bellyate over the last X amount of years about how they can't watch sports anymore, why are you bringing your politics and social issues to my game? This is my escape. How many of those fucking people said they can't watch it because Rush Limbaugh was on the show? How many? Let me answer that question. Not a single fucking one. Again, if you are bellyaching now, you are simply showing the social issues you don't give a damn about. Again, social awareness of any kind and athleticism has always walked hand in hand. Right? Like that lady at work I've told y'all about who said, uh, we've always loved Martin Luther King in this country. That statement is so mind-blowingly stupid it's not worth the conversation. We did it. 
And if you think I'm lying, look how his life ended. Muhammad Ali, the champ, the greatest, right? How many of us use his quotes, right? I'm so bad, I make medicine sick. That man was a fucking poet. We love him now. We do. Do you remember the controversy that came behind his name change? Apparently, this country has always fucking hated Muslims. Cassius Clay turned Muhammad Ali. Boy, that rose a stink. But you know what really put him in everyone's crosshairs? Vietnam War. You remember? I do. Well, I remember the history. I wasn't alive for it. Smart asses. His famous quote, no Viet Cong has ever called me a nigger. Y'all remember that? I do. I think I'm getting the jail sentence right. He was drafted. He declined his draft status. You know what they did? They put him in jail. Hold on, I'm moving my mic. There we go. They put him in jail. Hope y'all can still hear me. Again, we love him now. Boy, did we hate him back then. All you motherfuckers who love to jerk off to the word patriotism, you would have hated him. But the important thing about the champ is that he used his platform to get his message across. Again, when your neighbor stands up and says, I don't think this war is correct, who gives a shit what your neighbor says? But we know who Muhammad Ali is. So we used his platform to get his message across. What is so fucking hard to understand about that? Again, if you're speaking up now, you are seriously only showing the issues that you don't give a damn about. Again, Christianity is pervasive. And this I'm not about to turn this into an ecumenical debate. Don't worry. But if it pisses you off that people are saying, you know, basically don't kill black people, why? And, that, and that's got nothing to do with the sport, right? Just do what I'm paying you to do, right? Dance, monkey, dance. That's what you're saying. Well, if, if, if Colin Kaepernick is saying don't kill black people, but you have zero problem with someone wearing a cross necklace, John 316 on their eye black, starting every interview with, first, I just want to thank Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. That fucker died. You guys love death. You only complain when it's a social issue you don't care about. Because what do we always hear? And you know what really gets my goat on this one? First and foremost, the national anthem was not always a part, at least of NFL football. That happened in the 2000s. The NFL got in bed with a Department of Defense. Department of Defense realized that the recruiting numbers were down. Who has a large audience full of testosterone-filled teenagers? NFL football. And so money was exchanged. Now, bam. Why? Recruiting numbers were down. You can go to that kid and tell him, look, you and it's there, and they're true. You're not chances are you're not going to be the next Lawrence Taylor. The odds are stacked against you. I can get you a job. <laughs> I can get you out of small town Mississippi. That's why they did it. Now, look here, 
I'm looking at the clock and I got more shit to say. So you know what time it is. I'm going to stop the recording. I'm going to take a piss. The sun's coming down a little bit, so I'm going to let the dogs out. Then I'm going to be right back and I'm going to wrap up this portion of Gin and Truth. Let's go.